Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! down the block you went the batter it got deja vu all over again welcome to silver and gold daddy this is the loaf and with me dr zahn pew, 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 pew. hey there he is uh we're doing some gialle films this week strip nude for your killer 1975 and who saw her die 1972 we'll get into those soon zom how are you sir uh-oh did i just lose you again I'm all right. Uh, there you go. Uh, I was going to strip nude. Huh? I was going to strip <laughs> nude for my killer, but I don't know who it is, so I just strip nude for everybody. God damn it. Nope, you're back. I hear you. Fuck a fucking duck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. Maybe it's my USB um, port. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty good here. I'm... Not now. strip nude. It got a little chilly today here. I was uh, surprised. It got up to 80s this week, and then all of a sudden today it's like 55. So, who fucking knows? Um, how was your week? What have you been up to? <sighs> it's all right. Yeah. Been up to nothing. I uh, watched uh, a lot of sports. Yeah. Lots watch of sports. Any, watch any movies? I watched some movies, but I watched a lot of more sports. I watched. <laughs> Uh, 2013's Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. That's on the radar. It was all right. Um, it was okay. It was um, you know, it had some funny stuff. It, it was an interesting concept. Uh, trying to make a uh, you know run with a fictional story that with uh, the uh, Jackass prank stunts in there. But you know, it was okay. It, it had some laugh out loud mm-hmm. moments. But you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. it's okay. Next thing I watched, 1954's Vera Cruz, uh, or Vera Cruz, stars, directed by Robert Aldrich, and it stars Gary Cooper and Bud Lancaster, and a whole bunch of other people like uh, Charles Bronson, Cesar Romero, uh, Jack Elam, Ernest Borgnine. There was a fucking lot of people in this uh, playing... Uh, uh, parts in uh, the uh, Lancaster gang and his Lancaster. teeth were like so I mean Jesus Christ it was like watching a movie with a um, an alligator that just went and got their teeth whitened <laughs> and he even says something about uh, calls him, uh, refers to himself as the old alligator or alligator teeth or something like that Watch the documentary on uh, Netflix Instant Watch from 2013 called War on Whistleblowers, Free Press and the National Security State. Uh, it's a love story. 
about um, two people. Uh, no, the, if you know, it's, it's it's good, but you know, the the title pretty much says it all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The next thing I watched was from 2002, The Salton Sea, starring Val Kilmer before he got fat, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, or D'Onofrio, Adam Goldberg. There's a bunch of people in this that you'll recognize when you watch it. Uh, it's very good. It's very entertaining. Do not watch the trailer because okay. I have seen it before, and I watched the trailer on YouTube the other day, and they make it out like it's a comedy. Eh? <laughs> it's not a comedy. <laughs> It might have a, a couple, you know, a few funny parts in there, but it is definitely not a comedy. I'm still um, skipping. Com- I'm still skipping trailers myself. Yeah, you're better off. Uh, I had to watch the. I had to watch some the other day though with a movie I saw. Well, you can, almost can't help it when you go to the theater. The theater. Um, speaking of which, yeah. I watched 2014's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, this stars Captain America, the Falcon. Um, <laughs> Whole I didn't know of, the Falcon was going to be in it. See, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer for this, so I had no idea what the fuck any of it meant. That was, that was good. good too. I liked, I liked it. I, I, I let me. Do, I'll tell, I've got a couple problems with it. Oh, good. Well, really, just one problem: the shaky camera. The fucking the fight scenes were really fucking shaky. Like uh, it was hard to follow because everything was moving so fast. Yeah, but the they they shook the camera in the middle of like serious conversations. Like it was like the camera never stopped jiggling. I didn't understand why. Fucking uh, Redford would be standing there, and you just see the windows behind him, like. Blah, 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 blah. And so, <laughs> Did you get sick? <laughs> no, I didn't get sick, but uh, it, it sucked because the theater was crowded, and I had to piss twice. I'd had a latte, oh. and I kept having to step over people. And eventually, when I came back in, I just sat in a different place. So you I got up and to. pissed during Captain America. I had to do oh. twice. Anyway, oh what, what did you think about it? I liked it. I I love uh, Chris Evans as Captain America. He he's yeah. just the the um, he just has the character down um, as kind of like you know he's he's the he's a a good guy and the good guy of course. But um, I thought Redford was really good. Um, oh, uh, Scarlet looked really really uh, good they had a couple of gratuitous ass shots yeah i noticed that somebody's talking and she just like walks in front of the camera <laughs> <laughs> it's just her ass which is fine with me i heard yeah. she was she uh i don't know i think that she uh, they're shooting maybe avengers now and she's pregnant i don't think she was pregnant when she made this no nah, well i mean she looked good she looked good yeah um she she didn't have pregnant weight on her yet if she was pregnant. Nah. No, the, it couldn't have been. She would just, it just was announced like less than a month ago, yeah. right? Did you stay for the for both things at the end? I did. See, I heard you were supposed to stay. You say definitely stay for two scenes, and the first one happened pretty quick. Yeah. And the other one's I heard all, a, the way at the uh, total end. I heard a name in there that had not, as far as I know, been mentioned before, which I won't spoil. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious how that character is now going to be introduced or handled or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing was kind of dumb. I don't. I didn't need to stay for that. Didn't really need to. Yeah. No. That was kind of like <laughs> spoon feeding you. You know. Bait. <laughs> um, I thought the uh, the Falcon was done really well. I was I was surprised uh, at how well it was done. Um, and because I grew up, he the some I think the first. 
Captain Americas that I had where he was teaming up on a regular basis with somebody was with Black Panther, and then uh, for a long time uh, it was him and Falcon. So yeah, I, think I remember the Captain big. America and Falcon comics myself growing yeah. up. But anyway, I really liked it. I, I'm glad I, I went to see it at the. They had an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. early showing on Thursday, so we went to cool. the eight. wasn't really that crowded, but I'm sure mine it's, was pretty packed. I went at like 11 in the morning. Uh, eh, it might have been 11:30, so it was lunch crowd. Watched another Val movie, um, uh, 2004 Spartan, which was directed and written by David Mamet. Um, I have said that I think that I, I've watched this movie a bunch of times. And I'm beginning to think that it is a comedy uh, because of <laughs> Mammoth's dialogue. It's they repeat the same shit. It's like somebody will come in and say, "Where is the girl?" And then they'll look at somebody else and say, "Where is the girl? Where is the girl?" And and um, just I mean, the dialogue is so stupid. And watching these people try and like say it in a like a normal way right. no one talks like this and it's not like going gary glenn ross it, it's just i don't know what the fuck he was going for but it it didn't work <laughs> but if you look, if you watch it and laugh at it it works like hell <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see and val was still skinny in that one too come on imdb don't give me no shit she Let's see. Uh, let's see if I jumped ahead of it because last couple times I've tried this, I fucking always fuck it up. Okay, now with the exception of, or not with the exception of, in addition to watching the Flyers, watching the Penguins, watching I watched uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, I watched I watched a few games, teams I never, I don't even follow. I watched a lot of hockey. I watched some baseball. I watched uh, oh, yeah. Cleveland Indians play yesterday, and I watched um, the Pirates play and go into extra innings and win. And then they crushed the fucking the shit Cardinals. Out of the Cardinals. They yeah, crushed them like fucking grapes. But I have been spending a lot of time watching 2014's True Detective, starring nice. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, this is very good. One thing I liked about it is it's only eight episodes, so you can burn through them pretty quick. And I tried to make it last. I was going to watch like over eight days. Well, what one thing that sucks is this. They just put it on in demand, uh-huh. and they were charging $1 per episode. So I thought, well, eight bucks. You know, I haven't seen it. I don't get HBO. So I'll just, you know, I'll just watch one a day. I watched, I think, the first six and then i was like fuck there's only two more episodes left and when i watch those it's over and i don't want it to be over so i (laughs) took a couple days where i didn't watch them then i watched episode seven when i got to episode eight i fucking turned it on to watch it and we're having a free week of of everything showtime hbo everything so i wasted seven dollars but who gives a shit um so but anyway I, i watched the final episode i thought uh, Matthew McConaughey was just excellent in this mo- in this TV show. Um, I liked the the whole thing that they they kind of do it out of time, uh, not really sort of flashbacky, you know, kind of they're in modern modern day and then they'll go right. back to something and switch back and forth. But um, 
I will say this, and this is no spoiler. Um, the tension built up to the last episode and the last episode, I paused it a couple times because I was getting nervous. <laughs> and I was like, shit, come on. God damn it. It, it just, uh, it was kind of scary. <laughs> Do you know who's going to be in the next season? I have no idea. I, 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 I would assume that they're going to change it up. I would think that they would just call it true detective and, and maybe have two different characters yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. I think I'm, it's going to be same name, just completely different. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I thought they pretty much wrapped it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watched, um, I started watching last night while I was gazelling. I have five days <laughs> till my last weigh-in on the weight loss challenge, and I'm failing miserably. Um, I started watching Ray Donovan, which is a Showtime series. Uh-huh. Starring uh, Lieb Schreiber is he actually plays Ray Donovan and John Voigt is in it. He plays his dad, um, Elliot Gould. Uh, there's a bunch of people in this. Um, James, the last episode I just saw, James Woods shows up. Stephen Bowers in it. He's really good. Uh, this is good. It's uh, if you like like Sopranos, mm-hmm. uh, you would probably like this. It's um, oh. he's a Hollywood fixer. And uh, it gets down and dirty and a lot of stuff, and it has a lot of sex in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, naked bodies. Um, let's see. That might be it, because I'm back to the um, IMDB page. So I think that's it. All right. Professional show business. Um, you know, oddly, it was opening week for baseball, and I didn't watch any baseball at all. What? Outside. Well, I live in an area... Where, and I guess I'm fortunate because it could be worse. In here in the Triangle area of North Carolina, they consider us in market for Baltimore sports. So if you're a Nationals or a Baltimore Orioles fan, you don't get to watch any games on the MLB network. Um, But their asses kicked. Or if you are a. No, they beat the Red Sox, didn't they? The Orioles won the first game against the Red Sox and then lost two. So. All I could do was listen to the first three games of the season because Baltimore games, even though it is four and a half to five hours away, yeah. <laughs> it, is out, it is in market. And, um, but apparently Charlotte has it worse because not only are Baltimore and Washington games blacked out, uh, Cincinnati games are blacked out, Jesus. and Atlanta games are blacked out. <laughs> Fuck it. That's, I mean, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could live three hours west of here and be even worse off. So yeah. Anyway... I didn't get to watch much baseball outside of going live today to see the Durham Bulls play the Gwinnett Braves. They won eight to one. So, uh, um, no, the Bra- the Bulls won eight to one. So, uh, Nuke uh, Nuke pitched a great game. Cash yeah. kept him kept him in line. Did a good job. Did breathing um, through his eyelids. <laughs> um, it was fun. I, I randomly decided to go because we had some showings, and I had to get out of the fucking house for like five hours. So I, I was can driving. go to a baseball game by myself. Number one, if you have your iPod with you, I mean, where you can kind of listen to stuff or whatever. Yeah. But also, usually, if you're sitting there with a bunch of baseball fans and and the game's going pretty good, you can get into some conversations. I bet. I bet. Oddly, I was sitting behind the only five Gwinnett Braves fans at the damn stadium today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a fun game. They won eight to one, like I said, and I bought a new hat, and yeah, all is good with the world. Um, but uh, I also bought a uh, 
Miss 45 soundtrack on vinyl. So I'm excited to, to dig into that. Yeah, you do need to see that movie. I almost bought it the other day. Um, the Blu-ray is supposed to be good, I think. Don't don't get the the cheap DVD that's out because it's shit. Ooh. It's uh, it's full screen and blah. Uh, yeah, the one that floats around the internet is a much better cut of it. So, um, as far as movies, I also watched Captain America. I liked it a lot. I honestly, I think I still like the first one better. And ba- basically because most of it takes place fighting in, in Nazi Germany. Yeah. And I thought that was really fucking cool. But this was really good. And Winter Soldier, I knew zero about. So that was a cool thing for me to discover. Um, and if anybody else doesn't know anything about Andy it. Freeman's favorite character. Nice. I'm going to I'm gonna leave that a surprise for anybody else that might not know who Winter Soldier is. So go see it if you don't know. Galactus. <laughs> yes, he fucking Captain America used his shield to block Galactus, the Winter Soldier. From He's still ten, like ten stories tall, but he walks around dressed like a regular person. <laughs> he wears high tops. Yeah. Oh. Um, I watched. Uh, let's see. I watched Il Devo. Um, this is one like the cheap Blu-ray I said I bought. Um, this is uh, Sorrentino. He did. Uh, um, the great beauty and he did uh the one with Sean Penn um this was only due to my issues with political films not my favorite of his it looks really good but i get really fucking confused when i yeah. watch movies well, about politics well i follow politics and it confused me so yeah so it, it's hard to keep for me to keep track of everybody's names in it, but um, it looked really fucking good, and I'll, I'll watch it again at some point and get a better idea, I think, of what's going on. I but, watched that movie almost like uh, more like a mafia movie. Yeah, I mean that's what it feels which like. It's kind of both intertwined, but still, it's a lot, a lot of corruption and shit. Yeah, Tony uh, Tony Servillo, Servillo, um, he's also the main guy in The Great Beauty. <laughs> Uh, very, very, very good. We're, he's he's really he's really good, and I really wanted to know how they got his ears to stick out on the top like that because it looked like it would itch, like it looked like it would be annoying. <laughs> There's a um a clip, or at least there used to be, of the real guy uh, uh-huh. doing a a like a talk show interview, and like I think he has a a mild stroke or something right in the middle of the interview. He's talking and he just like starts babbling, and then he just freezes up. It's really, huh. it's really odd. Is he? He's still alive, isn't he? Or no? Eh, I'm not sure. Um, so the somebody posted on Gentleman's Guide about this pretty awesome looking, uh, very low budget mexploitation uh, movie called Venganza Suicida, and uh, wondering uh, if well, anybody had watched it. I don't remember who posted it, but. Um, it doesn't have subtitles, but this is one I downloaded forever ago in hopes that somebody would actually make subtitles. They still hadn't, but. It, it was simple enough, and I know enough Spanish to get by, so I could figure it out. It's not very good, though. Um, the 3.2 on IMDb is probably only just a little bit harsh, but it's pretty boring. Um, I didn't watch the trailer, but I imagine it probably covers most of the cool stuff in it. With the uh, it's 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 a story of this woman whose family is raped and killed, and she uh, goes on a revenge spree. And all the cool parts, I assume, will be covered in the trailer because that's really all that's cool in it is her doing her revenge and everything else is the police procedural boring stuff that these Mexican exploitation films rarely get right. So, <laughs> uh, not very good. Skip it. Um, just watch a clip somewhere. 
Um, I watched 1979's Sengoku Jaitai uh, or G.I. Samurai or Time Slip. Um, this is a uh, Sonny Chiba movie. He is not a martial artist, but rather the leader of a squadron of uh, Japanese military guys who all of a sudden find themselves 400 years in the past and uh, team up with this band of samurai to basically start uh, destroying Japan to take over. And he kind of gets... gets uh, you know, all of his guys just want to figure out how to get back to time, but he's kind of digging, being there, swinging off fucking lat- rope ladders off helicopters and shit. And uh, there's some really good fights in it. The death toll is uh, incredibly high. Like, there's just dudes dying <laughs> all the time. Like, this is like open up machine guns on poor guys with spears and there's bodies after bodies flying. Um, if you have any issues with uh, uh, animals looking traumatized in movies you might want to skip this one because they do that shit with the horses a lot in this where the horses flip over and fall over and it looked it looked pretty painful but it's a pretty good little movie it's too long it's like a little over two hours long could have been like an hour 40 and gotten the same story out but uh i love watching chiba sword fight and spear fight and he's just pretty cool he's good he's got a beard in it too so any sex with like women no, there is some, there is some sex, but he's too, he's not worried about that. He's just worried about killing motherfuckers in this movie. So I like when he has sex. Yeah, you know, no sex. I mean, some of his some of the guys in his in his squadron uh, bang some locals, but other than that, chipper. Um, the only other thing I watched besides the movies for the show was a random one. Uh, I watched uh, All the Way Boys or Pew Forte Ragazzi. This is a uh, a comedy with Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer. Mm. Um, Those two guys are going to go somewhere. They're a good team. Yeah, they, they, uh, it, it kind of has a story that evolves in it about some kind of diamond smuggler they get involved with. Basically, they're kind of con artists. They, they're pilots, and they're, they make money by uh, ditching planes and claiming insurance. Hmm. They're paid to like basically fly planes places, and then they call in fake uh, insurance or fake crashes, and then actually just land the plane and then like take money in. But then they actually crash and get stuck in the jungle and get involved in this diamond smuggling thing. It's all right. The the two of them. I this is honestly this is the first time I've seen uh, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer movie. I'd never seen any. Oh, they're good together. Yeah, yeah. They had really good. uh, They had really good chemistry with each other. Uh, Bud Spencer just looks hilarious all the time and oddly he's somebody in it I don't know if it was him somebody's reading a Popeye comic open to a Bluto panel Does I don't he, know did he bop anybody on top of the head well yeah he even bopped Terrence he Hill always, on the head he, he always does that. <laughs> <laughs> most, of, most of the time he was doing like these Andre neck chops yeah, to people yeah. but he did a couple head bonks too and there was a whole, there was a really funny fight scene in this old bar. Like, I guess it was a bar or a restaurant or something, but it was just a grass, grass shack. And it ends up bringing the whole building down. He's like throwing dudes through walls and stuff. And it was pretty good. But, you know, uh, eh, the story itself, I didn't really care for, but um, the two of them were fun. So that's all I, that's all I watched besides baseball and, uh, yeah, and going to see Captain America. So. Mm. Cool. I uh, got a preference which movie we uh, discuss first tonight. Not really. 
Let's uh, take a break and come back, and let's just do. We'll go in chronological. We'll do who saw her die. Okay. We'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Levin. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. Saw Her Die, 1972, directed by Aldo Lado, um, starring uh, George Lazenby and Anita Strindberg and Adolfo Celli and some other people. Um, let's see. Uh, a young girl is brutally murdered somewhere in France. <laughs> Sometime later, the same thing happens to the daughter of a well-known sculptor. This time, the parents, the sculptor and the wife, start investigating, and soon they find their win way over their heads. Meanwhile, the body count keeps rising as the killer now starts butchering all those who find out too much. Nick, Nick Quivers, you stink. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, giallo, as we've already mentioned. Um, starring a James Bond and another James Bond villain. Mm-hmm. Too bad Strindberg wasn't a Bond girl. Yeah, well, there you go. But uh, she, she had the looks of it. She was in a show we did recently. She did. Uh, she was the lady friend in um, of of uh, uh, in Almost Human. Of what's his face? Uh, <laughs> you know that guy. Yeah, uh, what's his face? The guy, the weird guy. Milian. Tomas. Sazam, <laughs> what did you think of old Who Saw Her Die? Or, um, how am I going to say this one? Chilia Vista Morire. Morire. Um, I think it would have been interesting if George Lazenby was playing the character of James Bond and his, uh, and his uh, child was killed that would be pretty cool it would kind of be like um i saw the devil which same thing probably uh but it's not it's george skinny george lazenby who lost 30 fucking five pounds for some reason to play this part he is very skinny i guess he wanted to look yeah he he looks weird with a mustache yeah he's he here's the thing about i think that's weird about him now i know at that time um the mustache kind of came in big time because mm-hmm. Rock Hudson was a really handsome guy, clean cut, handsome guy. And on McMillan and wife and in a lot of movies, he started wearing the, the big bushy mustache. Um, and Lazenby did the same thing. And Lazenby was like, I think a model 
uh, before he became James Bond. So mm-hmm. he was like a really handsome guy, had the the you know cleft in his chin and everything. And I always thought that he kind of did himself a disservice as far as looks wise go, and it might have affected some of the movies he got because he. After like James Bond, it seemed like every movie he was in, he had like this uh, big macho mustache and kind of long, unkempt hair. And I know for the time that was probably you know a good look, but I I just like thought he looked better without it. Anyway, um, wasn't he wasn't he in uh, Man from Hong Kong? The Man from Hong Kong. I thought I remember him being really big in that. Well, they they actually said on IMDb in the the notes for this that he lost 35 pounds to play this part so i guess he kind of didn't want to look too big and you know macho looking he he was playing a sculptor so that's the only thing i can think of because when he took his shirt off i was like man he's fucking skinny at first i I thought is that george lazenby because you know he's pretty physical big guy you know um now this movie is a giallo is a giallo but it did not seem to me it had a lot of tit and ass in it, but that didn't involve as much the um, the killing as it right, did. Right, right. You know, where it's like, uh, so for no reason, a chick's naked. Uh, the, she hears she hears somebody in her apartment, so she takes all her clothes off and goes and does the <laughs> So, but the, the, this has um, it's not really a police procedural. Because it's just uh, at the beginning, it was kind of an awful thing when they show uh, the oh my uh, god the 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 first ch- child killing or how the guy tried to cover it up was really just like oh my god yeah and and at first I thought it was going to be a goddamn um, the whole movie was going to be subtitled because it, the the first scene takes place in France and it's in the past and it you know it shows what's leading up to this but. Um, just smashing it's it's uh just awesome. i thought the opening scene was pretty good because oh yeah i mean the little wig looked bad of the kid yeah uh but the actual murder was pretty brutal the i like the how they show they and that's how they establish they usually do in these movies establish the killer in some way without having to show their face mm-hmm. because you know we'll talk about it in the next one with uh, a certain well, how they use blue for that but in this one whenever we see the killer um, I can't remember if we hear breathing, but they show the the killer was a wears a veil. Um, you see the shoes and the hands. You see the shoes and the hands. The shoes are like a lady ladies' boots. Kind yeah, and then and, and the then hands you, are roughly lacy. And then you have a uh, and then, then there's always a, a veil draped yeah. over the camera. So that was pretty cool how they did that. But then I mean, just smashing the repeatedly smashing that kid's head with a rock. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't very. Uh, no shiny blades or anything yeah. sexy like that. It was. Uh, it was definitely just brutal and, and the, caveman like. The um, demise of Lazenby's kid, uh, which I mean, I uh, he's looking for her. Yeah. Uh, they set it up. They show her, and for some reason, in these Italian movies, whether it's a western or whatever, you know, you would think they would pick like a cute kid, and it seems like they always pick kind of a creepy, ugly kid. It <laughs> <laughs> gets on my nerves. But um, you know, putting yourself in the perspective of a parent, first of all, um, Lazenby's parenting skills not that great. <laughs> I know. I know he was there by with you know he had his daughter by himself. But still, I mean, I, I mean, she would just go out and 
I don't know. I, I hate to say that because now it seems like if everybody's really cautious because of like child rapists and molesters yeah. and shit like that. But I remember when I was a kid, you know, we would get on our bikes and be halfway across town or go across the goddamn river into, you know, Ohio and stuff like that. So, but, um, it would just seemed, it seemed like he was kind of, uh, he didn't really keep a close eye on her, but when he was, when, when, um, especially when, considering she didn't live there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when they showed what happened to her, that just chill. That really fuck. I was like, oh my god, how they did that. And, yeah. and I'm not gonna say what happened, but I mean, it's just like, ugh. It was just so awful. And so then you have. Um, it kind of reminded me of that Hugh Jackman movie, uh, Prisoners, that was just out where you know you have a, a child, you lose a child. Uh, to violent means and then um, he wants to find out what happens and then his uh, hot ass wife ex-wife shows up <laughs> and uh, so I thought that you get a lot of um, like in any probably any giallo movie or any mystery movie like this where there's a murder you get thrown a lot of characters and a lot of red herrings yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, of course, you expect. So, um, but he was going around, and there was there were times where, again, like, um, well, the the movie The Hunt with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, um, where when something like this happens, or even before when his kid was alive, they would do little things like a like one of his friends or somebody that was an associate comes over and kind of looks at the daughter and you're like, is he kind of looking at her kind of weird or like kind of, you know, uh, says, Oh, you're so beautiful and puts his hand up to her head. Yeah. I, I, I wondered about that. And it because... made you feel creepy because it, but those were the breadcrumbs that they were leading. Yeah. Cause she, well, the little girl says, uh, she's watching little slides of pictures of her mom. Her mom lives in London for whatever reason. They still seem like they are, not like split up, but yeah. just that he's living in Venice to sculpt and maybe she's modeling in London or something, but he's getting some trim on the side. And, uh, <laughs> he but, needed a and, trim on that fucking hair. <laughs> he got some big bushy, bushy sideburns too. Um, <laughs> but she's like, don't I look beautiful like my mom when I smile? And this friend of Lazenby's is, is there with her just watching these slides and he's like, oh, you're beautiful when you don't smile. And he's like moving her hair out of her face like, yeah, and, and kind of rubbing her face. It's like it, it was perfect timing. He, he drew his hand. The hand stayed lingered way too long, but he, pull, he pulled it away right when Lazenby was coming in, drying off his hair, and he took the towel away from his head. Was, so, now, was I reading too much into it because of current how we see it at current day? No, I, mean, was I think he just, that was... Was he just being a friendly, no, like, family friend? I think that friend? that was a god... Knowing this movie and knowing uh, what is going to happen and everything, I just... I think those were... Uh, Done clues to be... To it, was, it was intentionally a, creepy? You intentionally think it was meant to be creepy... creepy. Because then you'll sit there and go, ah, I bet you five bucks. I bet you five bucks is that motherfucker, you know. <laughs> so um, I'm not gonna say whether it was or not, but it was. It, I thought it was just very creepy, and he was a weird little fat weirdo <laughs> with bushy hair, and he wore a big scarf all the time. Yeah, he wore a big scarf all the time. Um, now th- there were uh, 
when Lazenby goes looking for his child when when she first goes missing, um, a, another thing that is uh, that's unsettling is almost like kind of a Lord of the Flies kind of the way kids can be cruel and mm-hmm. assholeish. She's playing with these kids and they're like having a good time, but they're doing like ring around the rosy kind of a deal where she's in the middle and they're dancing around her singing. And at first it's like innocent little kid stuff, but then they start playing this music and kind of the camera angles make it look really creepy. Yeah. Like it's there's, some, a, there's a lot of cool little uh, Euro touches in yeah. this like that, which I like. The you know, there's a lot of mirror shots in it and stuff like that. No. <laughs> like when he goes to he goes to different places and he's like, uh, "Do you know where so and so lives?" And the the old man and the old woman he he, he says, "Do you know where so and so this kid is?" And and she's like, "Oh, he went to uh, his girlfriend's." And the old man's like, "Don't listen to her. He went to play basketball." And she's like, "No, no." <laughs> Well, when he goes and he sees that little kid, I think I would have, especially when I saw the necklace, I would have grabbed that little kid and shook that little fucker until his eyeballs popped out. But I like the, <laughs> I think like the priest or something comes over and he goes, well, it's obviously he doesn't know where he is. So, uh, it's, you know, uh, I can't remember how he put it, but he just totally dismissed it. And Lazenby's like, listen, my daughter is fucking missing. And the guy's like, well, You've asked him these questions, and it's obvious that he doesn't know where she is. So, you know, have a nice day. Like, eh, fuck <laughs> you, motherfucker. But um, I will say this: there, there, there was a. I always wonder, like, if your, if your child is abducted, or if your child uh, meets a, or you know, passes away. Yeah. You know how long it's going to take George Lazenby to fuck somebody. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long does it take to go? Because they show him and his uh, wife slash ex-wife or whatever laying in bed, and they're both kind of crying. And that was that was kind of sad, the way they shot it. It looked like something out of a goddamn uh, love story or something. Yeah, She's laying there with, to her. And, yeah, the and, single tear, and he's laying on his side. But they later, they get past that, and they fuck. And he, well, that, it, was right, it was that scene. Yeah. They, he rolled over, and they fucked while she's crying. He's like, well, I got this boner. They need to let it go what away. Am I, what am I going to do with this thing? And it's all in the way. Like a, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I'm going to be up all night if I don't get rid of this hard on. But what's weird, they did do like this yellow kind of a thing where it was almost like a porn thing. They didn't show any insertion or anything, but the camera just goes down and right to where their hips are thrusting. Oh, yeah. And it looked like Lazenby had like a big scar on his, uh, I guess it'd be like his pelvis or something. Not like appendix, a, appendix, like an appendix scar. scar yeah. Maybe it was an appendix scar. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just, she's probably laying there like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> that, that should fucking turn you off enough that you won't, don't want to fuck? Um, I got a little, not, I wouldn't say confused. Um, but, um, they introduced the one guy who had apparently been a pedophile before the rich guy. Yeah. The rich guy with the bird cage. And so mm-hmm. that's another, you know, breadcrumbs where they're like, Oh, they're like throwing breadcrumbs in your face with that guy. You know, it's like everybody that George Lazenby meets, of course, uh, 
as he that as he starts piecing it together, you know, could be the person. But they start out with a guy touching the girl, his daughter's hair, and that was kind of like somebody throwing maybe like three breadcrumbs in your face. Then when they yeah. get to the birdcage guy, and somebody says that he has been like a arrested for being a pedophile. Or yeah, like, and then you have the you have the one creep that come the douchebag that comes with them to the cafe with his furry coat and his shitty accent. You know the <laughs> uh, I think he's some kind of art dealer or something. Uh, he, you know, the little girl is watching him and that one woman talk and like about some kind of shady business. So there's reason there. Um, you got the, uh, the, his, his, well, Chelly, Adolfo Chelly, the, what is, what was his name in the Bond movie? With uh, he was, it was in Thunderball. He was, Thunderball, yeah. Uh, well, no, he was, um, what's his face, uh, that was in all of them. Uh, the, uh, Blof- uh Blofeld, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty like sure because Blofeld was the guy that they would always just show the white cat and the hand pet and the white cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he, he played um, that part. I, maybe not. Maybe he. No, he wasn't. Blofeld was his. Uh, was his boss? I think. I don't remember his. Damn son of a bitch! Now I got to look um, it up. <laughs> the uh, the the. I don't remember if they gave reason or not for him to. He was fucking. Fat, he had a he might not have been Blofeld, but he had a bloated face and he was sweaty. Um, so maybe, no eye patch, <laughs> no eye patch. Um, but several times in the uh, in the movie, even as far back as the as uh, Lazenby's daughter just playing, you saw the uh, the uh, black booted. Uh, black gloves with the white ruffles coming down the steps and like kind mm-hmm. of stalking her. So that was kind of a. Uh, now I'm looking up on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay, there it is. Thunderball is what you need to look up. Oh, son <laughs> of a bitch! <laughs> Lazenby was in uh, the other. Was in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay, I'm finding it. You can go ahead. So anyway, uh, he Laz- played Largo. 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 He was part of a uh, Spectre or whatever. But uh, Never Say Never Blofeld Again. Was his Thunderbolt. Oh, he was in uh, Never Say Never Again. Well, that's what it's. Oh, the character was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not. Well, because uh, Never Say Never Again was a remake of Thunderball. It's the only one that they didn't have the rights to, so that's why oh. they started making it. Um, Anyway, they throw you all these red herrings. I did like that birdcage full of all those little parakeets and shit. The budgies. Yeah. Um, But Lazenby uh, fucks his way to find his daughter's killer. (laughs) Um, I thought, uh, well, first of all, uh, not well, I guess I will skip uh, to the end. There is a scene um, with some special effects. Oh, the dummy! There was yeah, it was now there. They they shot that that dummy falling several different angles, and there were a few angles where it didn't look too bad. But then there was there was a couple that where it was just so stiff legged. They did the Jack. They did the Jackie Chan like show it several times, played over again. Yeah. Except they did it more stylish. They would show like three seconds, clip looped over, and then they would show a little bit more, and that would loop a little bit. That fucker got what they deserved. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's a good way to go. <laughs> it it definitely added to it. Um, it's hard. This is one of those ones that it's hard to uh, because you know you're you're they're yeah, hunting you don't somebody get away and, and it didn't have as much uh, hilarity as the the next one that has many 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 cinematic <laughs> uh, um, things that are so fucking funny. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, I thought this one was. Um, 
a better movie as far as how it was shot. I thought the acting was better and the story was more believable Compe- and it realistic. Was more compelling. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. Compelling. I like this one better than the other one. And the other one I liked it in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about all I have. I mean, I don't really have that much uh on this this one was only like an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they both were. I um, thought the other one was longer. I thought it was close to two. No, they're both like hour thirty something. So, no. um, this one uh, this one takes place in Venice, which I haven't. I don't know that I've seen a giallo that takes place in Venice, which is kind of a. They use the water a few times. They use the this, the foggy landscape to really nice effect at one point when he's kind of it's almost like maze like a uh, building that he's. Yeah, uh, getting close to his source, and they um, take that... like uh, they'll say take the water taxi or the water bus. Yeah, and I'd never seen a water a boat uh, hearse before. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was kind of the... it. Made me wonder. I'm like, are they gonna bury her at like sea or like? Well, I think they were headed. I think there must be like an island that's the main graveyard for the city or something because it looked like they were just headed to this one island out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know enough about Venice to know, but. Um, the, um, yeah, I, I thought they did a good job. Roger of, Ward said that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> he said that George Lazenby was a nice guy and a typical Australian car salesman, <laughs> 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 which he says, which he was before he took, uh, to all modeling and then acting. I just, I, I sent him an email asking him about, you know, since he worked with him on man from Hong Kong. <laughs> That was funny because I when I watched this and uh, the they showed that birdcage, it made me think of uh, Roger Ward's photo, his budgie smuggler that he posted on his. Yeah, Facebook. here's another here's another good story. <laughs> it says uh, he he was a no not or uh, very good martial artist and took no bullshit. He once smashed Oliver Reed in the face at a party in London when Reed <laughs> pissed as usual, rubbished him. <laughs> rubbished. George him. just smacked him. And split his uh, top lip. You can see the scar in some of his later films. Damn. He also fucked Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> he nice. also fucked Barbara Streisand. He dropped her, uh, dropped uh, <laughs> into her uh, set one day when they were filming in London, um, and apparently he uh, stooped her. So oh, he is. Good. Thanks, Rob. Lassenby was Australian. Yeah, he's not British. He. Uh, He's still around. <laughs> Actually, he was in. He's got something in post production. He's still doing shit. Well, there you go. We're still doing shit. Twenty fourteen. Got to keep working. Yeah. I guess so. He Once was you in get a that movie show called, business in your blood. An action movie called Hunter, and tw- this coming out this year. Hmm. I don't know if he he's dom- not the star. I'm guessing because he's fucking what eighty years old, but seventy something. Um, yeah. Ah, wait. So is Sly, and he's still in action movies. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, uh, ugh. His veins. Um, but the uh, the I thought the I thought every I thought they did a good job with the uh, you know the breadcrumbs like you were saying and and keeping it hidden of who is who um, kept you guessing and uh, I like the one creep with the turtleneck pulled over his mouth that's trying to shoot pigeons in his backyard. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I thought that. You know, if you could just sit outside and just do that. But then I was like, man, I'm a fucking shit. How about the the um, the they showed one scene which I thought was really odd and almost like a supernatural because I didn't even realize what it was at first. I was watching on my iPad. All those they shot this one scene where they showed all these pigeons in this like courtyard, and there were so many of them 
Yeah. So you couldn't, it like filled the entire screen. It's like, God, it's a lot, a lot of pigeons. <laughs> that was, that was cool. But yeah, like, well, like, like we mentioned already, the little Euro touches in this that, uh, want, it's something to always appreciate about Giallo if you like this, if you like these movies, but just, you know, lots of like low angles, interesting angles, lots of, uh, well, there's like the guy's eyeball in a magnifying glass. You know, it's, it's a lot of it is really, cinematic masturbation it doesn't add a lot except style to the movie it doesn't add anything to the plot but i always like it it's, it's fun to look at and the the finale like you said was really well shot uh it between that the the broken down building and where they ultimately end up um i thought it was pretty well done and made a solid little movie i don't i don't have a whole lot to add without giving too much away so yeah it's it's kind of hard but um it was it was um i don't know if i would say it was better than i expected because I just I, it wasn't what I expected. Because you know when I think of Giallo, the first thing I thought was it's going to have a ton of gratuitous violence and sex, like put in a blender and mixed up, and some you've, of it you've been, very you've distasteful. Been, you've been uh, you you started off with with Argento, so I think that put the taste in your mouth because he he focuses a little more on the <laughs> on those elements than a lot of these movies end up being. So. Did I just lose you? Are you drinking? There you go. I'm not drinking. I, I lost you. I couldn't. Oh, I thought you. I heard you um, taking a, a guzzle. Nope. Or goozle. Um, uh, let's get into our ratings. If I had to rate this one, meesh, as far as Giallo goes, it was one of the be- like you just said. You know, it was one of the better ones that I've seen because it wasn't as it had the um, it had the sex, but it wasn't like so pervy over the top uh blatant and it didn't have a ton of um of gratuitous uh gore although the one chick getting uh well that really wasn't that gratuitous when when the guy uh garroted her or you know just strangled her in the movie yeah yeah, yeah. theater you just had the blood run out of her mouth and lace and be, he thought he was going to get laid. I think he just came and sat down and like put his arm around her. She's <laughs> laying there with blood run out of her mouth and her eyeballs popped open. I would give this probably a, uh, 6.5. I liked it. Yeah. I, I kind of would, uh, after Lazenby did uh bond and then didn't do the, uh, the follow-ups, uh, and started making kind of crappier movies, like lower budget and stuff like that. I still like to find stuff that he's in and think what could have been. Was it? Um, do you know if the dub, the dubbing was done by him in this? I couldn't tell. I it did, he didn't have an accent. I but watched I didn't know it, if it was his when voice I was watching it. It looked like I mean his mouth was definitely moving. I mean he was speaking English now. Yeah, I uh, don't know if it was his voice or not. Because in the James Bond movie, he you know he's like Bond, James Bond, and he you know yeah. kind of tries to Brit up his or you know. And this accent. this one, he has a just a regular American accent. America. So mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, I give it a seven point five. I like this one quite a bit. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The uh, in the, the the finale sold it for me. I thought that was it was well done. So it was good. Liked it. Um, cool. Let's take a break and come back and review. <laughs> strip nude for your killer slightly more sleazy uh we'll be right back slightly, slightly yes we'll be right back ggtmc live for you fresh yeah 
Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since 1977. music from that was it sounds familiar Nightbird. oh that's escape from new york okay i was gonna say it sounded really familiar uh we got strip nude for your killer 1975 uh would you like to synopsize all right <laughs> yeah when a fashion model dies during an abortion a series of murders begins starting with her doctor the next victims are connected to the modeling agency where she worked, Albatross, run by a hard jealous bisexual. <laughs> this, is, this is really long. Okay, now, but I'm not going to, because this guy seems like, it's uh, Jay Haley. Uh, he seemed like he kind of wanted to. He wanted to cover everything. Cover everything. It yeah, you got it. Like so basically, after this. Or, no, what, good. After this botched abortion, you have a, uh, a again, a faceless killer. Uh, this time wearing an all black leather jumpsuit and a motorcycle helmet, uh, killing off people in this same modeling agency that the model was that was getting the abortion. Was a jealous bisexual that runs it? <laughs> so funny, Playboy photographer. Like, uh, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of banging and and, and sexuality in this mm-hmm. one. So um, I knew what I was in for pretty early in the first 20 seconds. There's not even any credits. We have a, a screen. Uh, the, the, the entire screen is just blue duotone. It's black and blue. That's it. And um, it, there's a, it's, it's a botched abortion. But this, there's a, uh, this woman, I mean, it, it might as well just show her whole vagina, but her bush sticking out on top over the top of this doctor's head. And, uh, but she dies in the middle of a, what is apparently a backroom abortion. I don't know if at this time abortion was illegal in Italy or something, but um, because I guess if it was happening in a place of medicine, he did, he wouldn't have had to hide the fact that she died. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he basically, she, you know, she does, she does not have a speaking role. She's unconscious the entire time and just, bare, just kind of gives the, the semblance of, of uh, waking up. But um, I feel like I sound a little nasally, and my nose is a little stuffy from the allergy action. We have very high pollen count, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but, know. Uh, I'm a little. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking through my nose. The um, like you like Scott Atkins, yeah, Boyka. The uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I just totally lost it. Um, the abortion. So yeah, she she passes away, and the doctor just calls somebody saying, "Oh uh, yeah, blah blah blah, cardiac arrest. Come help me get rid of the body." Let's get and over just, here. I was just giving this girl an abortion, and she died. <laughs> yeah. So the way they the way they, I guess instead of trying to hide her body, they put her in the tub like she had a heart attack in the tub or something. Yeah. And they leave the water running. So, um, that that is where we're left, and. I was wondering at first, well, at the very first, I was wondering if I had a fucked up copy of the movie and that this color was going to look like that the whole, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but it's done to affect, it's done, it's done for a reason. And, and I, I think that it was, it was a nice effect because uh, the reason they make it so blue is because it becomes a source of flashback later without having to do the, you know, the typical movie flashback where they do a complete scene with somebody talking all you get with the the you know the killer is tormented is a quick, like just split second uh, splash of blue with water running or like the dead woman's face or something like that, and it's enough to realize that this person is obviously just. It's almost uh, like a subliminal thing where you just get like one yeah. frame. It just pops yeah. real quick and goes away. It's it's it, I thought that was that was a cool a cool touch. Um, you get the you get the sense of the the trauma that that person is going through as they're uh, committing their murders. But um, it has a really funky score at first, and I was had high I had ho- high hopes for the soundtrack. Uh, but actually, one of my last notes is what the, how shitty the music was in one scene. <laughs> there was like there's a scene later on with with Finnick. Uh, walking through a, a, a dark room, and it's like this playing this like whimsical like la 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 music, and it totally doesn't fit the scene. Um, they should have just left it completely silent or had her had some more tense sounding music. But anyway, um, I didn't I didn't mention that the uh, this movie is starring Edvige Finnick. Um, she is she is something to behold. Good lord, she's still good looking. Um, and, uh, it has, uh, some other people, honestly, that I've never heard of, uh, yeah, I don't really, there's somebody named Amanda in it. That's it. Amanda. Amanda like love. love. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nino Castelnuovo plays the, uh, I pl- plays the other, the photographer, the other main guy who's involved with, uh, the, the Giallo staple of God, having oh. w- one or two characters. <sighs> But they they either become personally or just in some way obsessed with a the killing this the case of this of a murder, and they it's often it's it's very rarely is is a giallo police procedural. It's usually somebody you know just like you or I that gets in over their head and starts trying to track down this killer for themselves. And they just keep just, getting in deeper over their head because yeah. the first thing you would do would be like, okay, call the fucking cops. And Carlo, every time they say that, Carlo's like, no, are you crazy? You call the cops and it will just create more trouble. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is directed by uh, Andrea Bianchi, um, who I think, yeah, he directed... <laughs> He directed Malabimba, which I believe is Malabimba the Malicious Whore, which I have on DVD. Um, he also has, he also did Burial Ground Nights of Terror that has it's a weird zombie movie with this really uh creepy little kid in it that still breastfeeds when he looks like he's like 20 even though he, I've <laughs> yeah. seen those movies before. Yeah. Um I don't know if I recognize. He did Commando Mangala. 
I with, saw uh, Commando Mandalorian. With, Chris- with Christopher Mitchum. Yep, I saw it. He's done a lot of shit. <laughs> he didn't want to be known. Oh, they said that uh, did, they they put did, these uh, other people uh, on like uh, as as the uh, like two or three other people as writers for this movie because he didn't want to be stigmatized as having uh, been the person that wrote this. He did um uh, uh what's the one with Silva and uh and Cry of a Prostitute. Mm. He did that one too. Okay. So anyway, um back to the movie. Um so boobies and yep. Um the the first I don't remember who the first person to die was, but we get a we get a look at the killer pretty early, just like we did in the last one. Um complete like very Italian, full leather bodysuit mm. with a mo- motorcycle helmet, uh, hyperventilating. Which I think is funny because first, uh, um, when I'm wearing my motorcycle helmet, if I was breathing like that, it would fog up. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't matter if it would fog up because this fucker wears the blackest tint on the visor so you can't <laughs> see him. But wears it at night. Yeah. No wonder um, he couldn't catch it. Well, I guess he did catch him. He but... caught a few people. Um, oh. Now, in the... Uh, what you have is I was I was really hoping that that outfit would have matched pretty well with a with a switchblade. Yeah. But it seemed for the most part that this killer was using what looked to be one of those f- knives that you use to gut fish. Like it's kind of a it's a pocket knife. It unfolds, but it has this weird like curved end on the blade. Mm. Um, not very shiny, kind of dull. So didn't didn't take any books out of the uh, Argento book or any uh, rules out of the Argento book there, but. The um, you get a nice tempera paint looking aortal spurt there with the first kill. Yeah, um, and when this not, obviously did not go to the Tom Savini uh, thing of blood because that blood was <laughs> yeah. like neon, which is that's typical for the yeah yeah um, genre. The the uh, this killer is pretty. There's nothing really uh, uh, suave or smooth about the way the killer does it. Does does his business uh it's it's usually leaping onto somebody and stabbing multiple times (laughs) everywhere that they can Um, and the stab wounds sometimes get worse like he stabbed this one girl like a couple times in the stomach yeah and then just ran away and then when the the when the guy comes in and finds the girl it's like one of her tits is cut off and it looked like her vagina was cut off yeah, and then well, he had this other one. Where's that? Or he just threw uh, uh, fucking ground beef on her tit and on her puss. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like, covered in that neon shit. Well, then there was the other one with the 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 pouring of the J and B. Uh, yeah. Where uh, I didn't, I could, I I don't know what they were implying it, but there's like he opened her, the the killer opened him up like so and so, and I and it looked like there was blood on his ass. So I was wondering if the killer stabbed him in the ass with the blade. Yeah, I <laughs> or think, stabbed him I in think the butt so hole. because. When he just well, first of all, um, man, I'm telling you, you talk about product placement. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that they didn't fucking like the little kids were drinking J and B. You know, there was there was more J and B in this fucking movie. I I was laughing the entire time of that. Yeah, or there was the other right after that. There's a whole crate of it behind this dude. That every time I saw this dude, I thought of Paul Bearer. He looked like an Italian yes, Paul Bear because he had like guy. dark circles around his eyes and he was fat. And he, he had like, giant had... fucking briefs. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> 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 we laid on top of that girl. 
Oh, so disgusting. And, and the thing that gets me is you, they talk about how bad porn is, like where the guy comes over to repair the TV and he's like, hey, uh, looks like a, like Carl Hungus or whatever in uh, yeah. fucking Big Lebowski. This is the way that the world works. If you if you've seen the Big Lebowski where Carl Hungus shows up to repair the t- repair the uh, TV or whatever, uh, <laughs> this is the the way that things work in this movie. Where this this guy, especially he gets her in a fucking car and then just like drives like a fucking maniac, and she because then you're thinking, God, this guy's a killer. Which oh maybe he was I don't know anyway everybody uh, okay I think we can safely say he's not unless he could really fucking cram himself into a yeah it's, it's, it's pretty obvious funny. he's not the killer <laughs> when he gets her back to his fucking uh, abode and it's he's like you know please please let's uh, uh, I want I want to make love I'll give you money I'll do this I'll do that and she at first is like no way no way no way and then finally she's like okay let's just do it get it over. Well, he fa- he threatens to fucking. He starts choking her, yeah, saying, he "I'm like going to murder you." Booger. Ugh, he his picks body, up a, not his head. He picks up that vase and he's going to beat her brains out. And she's like, yeah. "Okay, let's let's just fuck." And it's like the sudden, like, didn't none of that stuff even matter? There's the <laughs> yeah, there was goofy shit in that, like this. Where and then and then what's bad is if you're going to fucking be a uh, a fucking perv near rapist uh, guy, and then you can't even fucking get a heart on. <laughs> and then, and not only that, but you're so fat that you fucking crushed the fucking girl. But Ugh. there was another scene in this where it was sort of a similar violent thing. <laughs> where the girl's like, um, we should call the cops or something like that. And Carlo just fucking starts choking her. And and then he's sitting there and he's like, you can't. You can't do this. And she's like. And then finally she goes, Carlo, quit choking me. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it was like nothing. And then they just go on like it's just something. And uh, the one girl that was like, I'm tired of you, tells the guy. She's like, I, I can't take in, uh, much more of these beatings. Like, he just beats her on a regular basis. Everybody's a dick in this movie. Well, the oh guy's... God, it, was, it was a bit misogynistic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit. The um, You were introduced to Carlo, and he's, he's, a, he's a fucking just... Is Coonhound the right... Uh, <laughs> uh, he just... Like, he, he's a photographer, and but his method of picking up new models is pretty well, that was blatant. as hell. I mean, fucker, talk about stalkerazzi. He didn't even know. He just, he just starts following this woman around, who, by the way, had a really like a she had a mom butt. She yeah. did not have. He was tr- really into this butt she had for whatever reason. She had nice hips, but she well, that, first of all, she wouldn't turn around. And he was like, "Oh, you have a wonderful face," and he was just taking pictures of her butt. Yeah, of her big flat butt. Some of those um, old bikinis didn't do women favors. They did. They weren't made of like um, the clingy, like lycra or whatever. Yeah, I think that might have been the problem up. with hers because her butt looked better when she didn't have yeah. the little underwears on. Um, but uh, one of my notes is: Was Mario stabbed in the asshole? I um, wonder, well, first I thought I wondered if he didn't, if the guy didn't fuck him in the asshole. But then I think in this kind of movie, it's more of a stab in the butthole. Yeah, I think, I think it might you got stabbed. But the, it, you know, we get we get introduced. Like, not only do we have the blue at the beginning, I don't think he would have minded some, if he got fucked in the butthole from the way his character acted. Yeah, they 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 aren't kind when they mention that he might be gay. They're like, "What? He's gay?" Like like that. It's such a shock <laughs> that a an Italian photographer would be gay. Um, <laughs> but the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who calls darling when he talks? Yeah. The um 
but there, there's some really cool color palettes in it. The, the there's some nice stark red scenes, and it, it looks nice. But um, but yeah, when you know you were talking about some of the the way it's almost porn like with the, some of the dialogue in it. I'm like Jesus, some of the with the woman uh when when he walks around taking a picture of her ass and uh they go into the sauna and he she i mean it's obvious i guess she's into it cuz he you know undoes her bikini top she's like what are you doing oh what now she you didn't seem like she cared about that but then when he wanted to take her bottom off she protested a little bit <laughs> and then before you know it, he's fucking and then his other girlfriend with the hook nose comes in and watches through the window and she's like wait a minute i thought we were having dinner he's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> no dinner tonight. <laughs> Pay for yourself. I'm getting some free trim here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there was um, some Harry Bush in this too. The triangle, the, yeah. the, the fucking hair. She had the triangle. She was she was definitely interesting looking in the. Fa- I did not like what she looked like at the beginning with the mom butt, and her face looked a little like her, it looked like her face was too small for her head. Yeah. But late, later on, when her hair was curly and she was sitting there like. Showing her red underwear to that dude with the bushy mustache. Yeah, well, no, yeah she, she looked hot there. I wanted to say, look, bitch, if you don't want somebody to fucking stare at your goddamn pussy, then why are you sitting there with your, you know, your with it out? Yeah, her, her, open. and her the, top the, was completely open too. Yeah, her, you could see, totally the, see the whole tit and this guy. That was a cop. One of the cops, yeah. It's one like of the, he's, gold. <laughs> he's just—he's hyperventilating over by the door. He doesn't even have a speaking line. I don't think you just see watch him doing the whole like the the Rodney Dangerfield collar, pretty much like. Now, um, was it in this one or was it in the one with Lazenby? The the one cop uh, in uh, Milano Calibro Nine. They were they there's a party. Um, outdoor party by this pool and there's uh-huh. this one dude that's like everybody's dancing and there's this one little dude and he's like almost like doing the robot i think he was in that but i can't remember if it was this movie oh which he was like staring up in the air making these googly well, eyes like there's no there's no pool in the in the other one so it had to have been this one yeah um no the pool that was in Mil- milano cal oh, oh, oh i'm not sure because that's when uh what's his name the the bodyguard of the mafioso guy shows up starts shooting people and then uh what's his name luca canali he he does his turn so <laughs> we we get introduced to uh finnick and she is a i guess she is maybe i don't know if she's the, an assistant at the photography studio she or if she like, wasn't she a photographer but she wanted she is a photographer but i don't know i could maybe she seemed like she might be an apprentice because she's still feeling like she needs to like impress people. Why don't you shoot me? Don't you I'd, think I'm beautiful? Her part, while I greatly appreciate her being in the movie, felt kind of forced in there. I think she could have been one of the models instead. She was the one that he started choking, and yeah, 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 you know, for no reason. Well, but there was think, a reason, but he just blew it off like it was like, no, nah, no big deal. But I think she could have fit Italy. better if she was a model instead of because it didn't really. I mean, she didn't need to be the character she was. Uh, if that makes sense. But anyway, so she wants to be a model anyway, and she comes on to this dude in the in the dark room, and how fucking hot is it when she starts to go down on him and her tit brushes by his fly? <laughs> I I rewound that. I was like, wait, I think her tit just totally rubbed up against. Yep, there it goes. And it was pretty. She's got a man. What a body on her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. she gets naked for no apparent reason. 
Yes, she she gets naked a bit, um, and she hangs around the house. Just uh, now, this this happens when you were saying about the something weird going on in the house. So the 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 the, the killer's uh, calling card is running water. Yeah, and um, it all points back to the initial scene with the uh, the woman who who dies with the abortion. They leave her in the tub with the water running. So um, so the the these people kind of. They know somebody's in the house because water starts running somewhere. But this one, the one chick who was showing off her red underwear, the flat, the mom butt, she, uh, <laughs> she hears something obviously going on in the house. Now, let me ask this. And I think we've, we've had this conversation way in the past. If you hear something suspicious in your house, do you go and look like, let's say you're just got out of the shower and you were to hear something in the other room. Do you immediately go and check out what it is regardless of your clothing status oh you should or... always attack turn off all the lights and attack <laughs> yeah see because you do the layout I, of the house and then i thought i remembered of... you saying that that you're gonna you're just gonna come down swinging a bat naked. i did i jumped down uh, we lived in a, a townhouse <laughs> me and my girlfriend and we were fucking and we were we were done screwing and we were laying there in bed i think we might have been like fall asleep and i was completely naked and I heard something down in the, the downstairs, and I had a hatchet, and I leaped down two flights of steps, and I don't think I touched one fucking step until I hit the landing and went down there, and I was ready to fucking brawl naked with a hatchet. Now, see, if like if I hear something that I need to go check out, I will put, I will put on a pair of shorts first. I don't care. Well, I don't know they, why. It's something they can grab a hold of. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like it's like extra shielding or something. I just don't you feel think too it would vulnerable. Be, how intimidated would would you be? First of all, if you see a guy with a hatchet, but not only that, but a guy with a hatchet and naked with a heart on. Yeah, we we used to have this. I used to ask this people uh, at the uh, at the theater that uh, I worked with. Um, I would ask them. I was like, okay, right now you look out in the parking lot. There's a dude in a full suit of armor with a sword walking very abruptly towards the front door. Or there's a dude totally naked with a big sword walking straight towards the front door. Which one are you more horrified of? <laughs> and almost everybody said, oh, definitely the naked guy. Because <laughs> he's fucking obviously crazy. Um, yes. But I don't know. I don't know. I got to put on some shorts first. I, I, there's, no way, I, there's no way I walk to see what a noise is. Ain't nobody got time totally for that. Nude. I thought maybe I'd get down there and be a hot chick. <laughs> yeah. Breaking in. Like I saw um, you outside, and you. Oh my! I just couldn't help myself. And I hit her so in the Fe- head with a hatchet. Fuck. Finnick and what is her name in this movie? Uh, Magda. I don't Magda. Even, can they ever even call her Magda? Carlo and Magda are they? They're the the couple that get um, the the personal obsession with the killing, and they're fucking. And um, I, and I was asking myself the whole time, how does this little, hairy little asshole get an Ed an Edvige Finnick? Yeah. <laughs> because. Well, the part in specific that made me ask this is when she's serving him coffee in bed, and like a dumbass, he's stand, he's doing a headstand <laughs> in bed. <laughs> Somehow, he manages to get out of the headstand without showing his dick on camera and without knocking that poster off the wall. There was like a poster there, <laughs> but she's like, she doesn't even think it's bizarre that he's standing. She's like, "What are you doing?" He's trying oh, you to know, suck get, his own dick. <laughs> he's trying to suck. No, he's trying to get blood to rush to his head or something. Like, come on. He kind of looked like. Um, Oh, what's the guy's that? Tony Lobianca from Seven Ups and uh, French <laughs> yeah. Connection, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was doing a headstand or handstand. In bed, not even like, by, not even out in the living room. It's an odd duck. But she hangs around the house a lot in a tiny little robe, and her tits are always out, and 
Yeah. She wears those little black lacy panties. Um, and uh, the fat guy had a, a girlfriend like Justin sang about in the centerfold karaoke, uh, which was kind of dumb, but I laughed. Uh, at the, after after a couple of the killings, especially after the, uh, the 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 fat guy scene, this one for me really started to drag. Um, when it got more into uh, Fennec and uh, uh, Carlo, you know. Looking at photos, one thing I did like is early on we see a photo of everybody, like, and w- they the the people involved are already guessing that somebody in this photo is one of the killers. So that's the way the red herrings are introduced: is that you've seen a group of everybody, and now it's like who's not going to get killed? Who can we single out in this group of people? Which I thought was a nice touch. What well, started? Was yeah, I mean, when you get to the point where. It's like everybody starts to get killed. It's like, okay, if you have 10 people that are suspects and they kill like nine, I don't know. Well, somebody mentioned this on the uh, post where I posted what we're we're watching. So I'm not going to give away who the killer is or anything, but there's a really random scene at the end that, again, shows what kind of butthole Carlo is, literally, I guess, in this case. But he says something about like being hesitant to have sex. And she's like, what are you worried about? I'm on the pill. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait. And he starts to roll her over. Like he's going to stick it. In her yeah, ass. He's gonna fuck her in the ass. <laughs> it's this really random scene. And it's like, and then they also, just, they just start laughing. He's like, Oh, I was just, just kidding. <laughs> we just, yeah, it's almost like a, a sex comedy well, first for a I second. Maybe there. he was going to like, after the fact, I was like, well, was the joke supposed to be that she thought he was going to strangle her? Because I'm thinking he, that she was like resisting him fucking her in the ass. Yeah, it was really because she said a, about being on the pill and everything. He was a. Weird. It was a really odd like scene. Like it kind of it. We just watched a movie about a person that has gone psychotic and is jumping on people's backs and stabbing them to death, stabbing them in the asshole, and all of a sudden we get a, a quick like he went dirty to stab joke her in the asshole about him stabbing her in the asshole yeah i thought it was kind of i mean i laughed but it was weird <laughs> it was a weird choice well so. how come what? the 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 um well maybe uh, i don't know when the killer had her but chose to pour a bottle which i'm sure was jmb down her throat instead of you know I'm killing yeah her. yeah why did he do that? I I don't know. <laughs> this I I I lost some of this one. Like I said, it it it's laughable last, more than the last that. third of it is not great. Um, the I don't know the reveal's not I don't know I didn't like the la- I didn't like the I didn't like the climax of it. Um, I liked looking at Finnick, but you know. Anyway, what did you think of well, it? Well, it kind of pissed me off. Like, she's like some big uppity bitch that wouldn't take it in the butt. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's like fucking, uh, that was what, 1975? Yeah. Come on, lighten up. <laughs> in the angry inch. Um, I thought it was funny. I just thought, I mean, it's it's definitely, the they're living in another world. Like I said, it's almost like a, a porn world where if you just kind of uh, go up to a girl and, and say, boy, I really think you're beautiful. Oh, I really think you're hot. I want to make love to you. And she'll say no, no, no. But after the third no, they automatically all say yes, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, I did I, – I, oh, my God. How about the fucking pallbearer head on 
Bastion Booger's body in white grease, <laughs> and he can't get it up. But then, as soon as the hot chick leaves, he goes and gets his blow up doll. Yeah, that's what I was saying. His girlfriend, he, his actual girlfriend, is like Justin's yeah. girlfriend from the oh, okay. entry. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't pull out a Colt anal douche. Um, <laughs> we didn't some, see that part. And he had big underwear. Oh God, it was gigantic. It could have been a sail. And he he uh, <laughs> he had that gross thing where his fucking thighs touched all the way down to his knees and then split apart at yeah. his knees. Ugh. Poor guy. Ugh. He liked to drive fast. Yes, he did. He loved <laughs> that was fast funny. Cars. She's like, "What are you doing? Are you crazy? This car can't tip over." I, I think he was trying to impress her. Like yeah, it would be like something Burt Reynolds would do. <laughs> and try and rape her, but Burt would have came through. He would have definitely. He would have fucked that pussy. Uh, yes, he would. She had she 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 was like a well she was like a model she had the long slender body with the smallish boobers, um, but that's the one that ended up with the with the uh, ground beef on her tit and her vagina, <laughs> like I mean but I'm the the guy fucking st- he killed one person runs over to her tap 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 in the stomach and then runs off, and then when Carlo fucking walks in. And they do a quick shot of her laying there. It looked like he had cut off one of her tits and her vagina. And it just, well, it didn't look real, but it was yeah, like, wait yeah. a minute. That doesn't make sense because he left. He just gave her a, like the prison <laughs> thing where they go, chap, 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 real quick. <laughs> chip, chip, chip. Um, some of the chicks were, were pretty hot in this. Um, and uh, the, the, the cameraman and the director and everything were obviously fucking perverts. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the one, the chick that was in the synopsis, the bisexual uh, owner of the thing, yeah. she had an older woman's ass because she was looked like she was a milf. And what was going on with that little glittery mole on her? Yes, lip? I thought I Ugh. was going to say uh, she needed to go get that thing fucking biopsied because I know I, th- I don't think it was. I think she put it there. Yeah, because it, it was wasn't. Makeup. It was there at one time and then it wasn't there. It looked terrible. It, yeah, because it looked. I thought it was a mole, and I was like, man, that's kind of looked like it was like. But it was catching the light. Yeah, it was catching the light. It was reflecting. Yeah, it was some kind of a stupid thing. And she was a bitch. Because Uh, remember what she she was eating that girl's pussy? And then she just raised up and slapped her in the face? Smacked the shit out of her. Like, stop being gay. You whore. (laughs) You're nothing but a slut. You're a whore. And she goes, what'd you call me? And she just, but I mean, how would you like that? Somebody down there eating your goddamn pussy. And you're just sitting there having a good time. And all of a sudden, she just sits up and just slaps you, bitch slaps you across the face and calls you a whore and then storms out. Fucking, this is a weird movie. Um, I wish in some ways that life was like this. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, this was more of what I expected and I got exactly what I expected. It didn't, it wasn't uh, as, um, it was so stupid and so so over-the-top funny that I didn't really get, like, uh, repulsed yeah. By like the knife sticking in the fat on their stomach or something. <laughs> but anyway, that's um, about all I have. Lots of tit, lots of puss. Yeah, yeah, and that and the, the sleaziness of it, and the fact that I laughed at the bad porn dialogue and stuff. It 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 helps it, but as as far as being compelling uh, watching, eh, it's all right. Well, apparently, uh, this was rated X when it came out, and they said that they did cut it. Now I don't know if this is the uncut version or the cut. I don't either. I mean, either. If they're going to show that much nudity, why wouldn't they show the guys? Chomp. Well, rated rated X. I mean, was rated X only porn back in the seventies? No, because fucking uh, uh, what's the one with uh, John Voight and Dustin Hoffman? It was rated X. 
Midnight Cowboy. That was rated X? Yeah, it was the first movie, rated X movie, to win an Oscar. I mean, it wasn't a porn movie. They just gave it an X because of the... And I know that that, uh, uh, RoboCop was the first movie to get an X due to violence. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they did show some more genitals or something in the... In, the, in, a, in an uncut version, I'm not sure. Next time, but, uh, I'm going to try and stand on my head sometime. When I, I've already done the uh, the uh, American Psycho Christian Bale deal, where uh, you're going <laughs> at doggy style and you, and you look in the mirror and flex. I did that. <laughs> she couldn't see because her back of her head was torn, but I thought it was funny. And then now and I want to stand on my the, head. And you've done the uh, you've done the choker for no reason. And then when she asked you to stop, you're like, oh, okay. I have done that, <laughs> but she didn't ask me to stop. I never choked that hard. Okay, um, I, I give this I give this a six and a half. I was entertained, but it's not as good as movies. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It wasn't it wasn't a very good movie, but it was fucking funny. It's it's a fucking typical movie that like something like they would review on Gentleman's Guide. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's sleazy ass shit. Yeah, it was sleazy. It was fucking sleazy as shit. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and do a little bit of feed sack and wrap the show up. How about that? Good. We'll be right back. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time though. I mean, am I must is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the bit true. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. I totally forgot that I watched the documentary Punk Singer also this week. Ah, it's good. good. You should check it out with, uh, about Catherine Hanna. The she uh, was the front lady for Bikini Kill and um, La Tigre, and uh, it's good. It's and, and she all of a sudden stopped making music in 2005, and this documentary kind of talks about that. And Bryn recommended cool. a couple that I want to watch, but I had to watch these yeah. two turns, so I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Good. You should check it. Check it out. And it's it's only like eighty minutes long, so you get through it quick. All right, turning off Glenn. Going over to the mail satchel. Oh man, I'm gonna have to download them. Um, I want to remind everybody about our um, wanted, dead or alive karaoke contest. So. And I'll run this by you because I haven't talked to you about it off off the recording. But what what would you what would you think about instead of playing them as they come in, 
why don't we wait and just collect them all and play them all at once? We'll do it like a like after we record one night, we will just do like a little twenty minute thing where we play all the entries and then choose our favorite one. What are we gonna do with the extra eighteen minutes? <laughs> yeah, um, that's fine. Just. Just, I think, I think it's going to. It'll be obviously, it'll be a little more uh, exciting, but maybe hopefully, it'll help people feel less discouraged or anything if somebody enters a yeah. contest entry early. If some of these so, pussies, if somebody fucking yeah. puts something in, they're like, "Oh, I can never beat that. I'm not even going to try." It's a good thing that the goddamn they weren't fighting the fucking Nazis, or we'd be all speaking. Uh, Z-Deutsch. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we're not we're, luckily we're not all fucking Batman. Luckily there's some Captain Americas among us that can yeah. get rid of the Nazis and not just whine about your poor parents that died 30 years ago. Man, my poor parents <laughs> died. Boo, boo, boo. What's a series? What's I'm a franchise? Of <laughs> wait, 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 what? Um, okay, first <laughs> feed sack. <laughs> Silver and gold. Uh, this is Cody. Um, a couple of quick things. Uh, first and foremost, really excited to uh, hear what you guys have to say about who saw her die. I think it's one of the ones you're doing for the Jalo show. That's my favorite Jalo. Not that I've seen just a like a huge ton, but I've seen enough. And uh, yeah, um, is that your first George Lazenby movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been wondering that as well. Yes. Um, mainly, though, I wanted to call because I had a dream. I think it's because, uh, I think, Lo, if you've talked about moving so much and, like, I don't know, keeping the house in a condition and, like, packing things up or whatever, I had a dream that myself and other people from the various communities and Facebook groups, who I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment, uh, all went over to your house for a uh, sleepover, <laughs> and uh, we all ate this uh, cake with uh, blue frosting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, we all, and we all went to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I figured uh, I would share. Uh, really odd, considering I've uh, literally never met any of you. Uh, but yeah, uh, nice dream house, Loaf. Uh, <laughs> talk to you guys later. Bye. The Barbie dream house it is. Um, I had two dreams in a row this week that I had uncontrollable diarrhea. And one of them in my, in my dream was so disgusting, it made me throw up in my dream. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, uh, so thanks, uh, thanks, Cody. The, uh, Cody. I hope you liked the, uh, the review of, uh, <laughs> of, of uh, Who Saw Her Die. So Cool. Um, we got one more. Feed, oh, wait, we got two more feed sacks. Here's another one. Silver and gold, Muslim Zom. I have uh, quite a deep question. Uh, I just heard a good concept <coughs> actually from Alexis Sale on a podcast. And if you don't know who Alexis Sale is, he's a British comedian. And he was the guy in uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, that wanted the Rolls Royce so that he would give the tank to the, the Nazis. But, but anyway, so he's yakking on. He was very much, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like working class comedian. So he's always been moaning about, you know, rich people. But he has a good little thing that he was saying. Like with uh, Tom Hiddleston, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Helmsworth Boys, you know, all these rich, like privileged 
actors that uh, you know get to go off to uh, Juilliard or whatever or uh, Eaton and have their uh, you know, just get to be actors because they've already got this disposable income that they can establish themselves in a fancy house in the middle of London or New York and constantly go to to uh, auditions and stuff. So they've already got this disposable income. Whereas the 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 actors uh, and, and normal people like you're like us, flat, you know, uh, scrambling for money here and there, we don't have the opportunity to to follow our dreams. So it's a really strange dichotomy at the moment that you've got these rich fancy pants upper class people that are telling our own stories back to us so discuss please and i'd be very interested in hearing what you actually think about that so it is it is pretty cool because you're not going to get you know these days so you're not going to get a richard harris or uh you know uh, uh uh burton or you know these these incredible actors of the 70s you know, and the 60s, 70s that were from the, the earth, you know, and uh, had a pure skill. So, you know, so how do you think about that? All right, see you later. But, uh, I don't see Richard Burton playing Thor. He didn't have the packs. <laughs> he didn't have the, the glutes, the delts. No, no. Um, It's a different time, obviously, you know, with the... Be, being an actor now, I mean, I guess there's still you got you still have guys like well, what's Giamatti's background? He's not like the, the you know, I don't think he came from. He went to Harvard. Did he really? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm smearing him. Um. Well, yeah. you know, but that's that's not like I mean, uh, I think that guys like um, Giamatti. If you get a guy that's kind of a, I mean, I, I think he's a, a really, I, you think is he a great actor or a good actor? Oh well, he went to a he went to Choate Rosemary Prep School. So yeah, rich was, fart face. He's from Connecticut. Probably a Democrat. Douche. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, there there's certainly a difference, and I, I think that I think you know coming up and having money and like a lot of actors do actors do now even. Even uh, you know the crew like uh, like Gosling and those guys that were on like kids shows and stuff like that. They they the the becoming an actor now is complete is a completely different process. And I wonder if that's attributed to also to maybe you know stage acting not being. Hey, Gosling's dad was a traveling salesman for a paper mill, and his mom was a secretary. And no, a teacher, he was he was discovered. I, I, he he's Canadian. I think he was discovered uh, for like some kind of like Canadian kids show or something. Or or was he like a uh, one of the Disney kids or one of the he was, like, so, he was on one of the, like the wasn't he a Mouseketeer or some yeah, shit like something that, like that or I don't know what the fuck it was. But I will say he was in Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake go. and uh, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And I think he's one of the best. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors right now. Fuck you, Jake. Yeah, Jake right hates anything that's good, unless it's MMA, which is always good. Um, What's wrong with him? I don't know, but I wonder if maybe uh, not a lot of actors Sorry. not coming through a stage background now okay. have anything to do with it too. Because you know, being a stage actor is certainly not a as lucrative a thing as it once was, you know, where, you know, you could have been a stage actor or a movie actor 
earlier on and made money or your fame doing both. And now if you're a stage actor, I mean, you're only going to be known in certain circles. So yeah. people are just, you know, they're, they're using this, they're using privilege. They're using their, they, they get started early. It's almost like a factory, you know, like, well, the Mickey Mouse club, everybody starts young and grows into it. I wonder what all the, where all the Harry Potter kids will end up to, you know? So I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting question. I don't know if I answered I don't know. I just think to me it sounds like class envy. Yeah. You know? I, Love I, it or I leave it, so. dude. It's America. <laughs> uh, we like our I... movie stars to be buff and and with lots of veins. Yep. yep. Look at hey man, listen, how about Stallone? He came from nobody, nowhere. Look at his crazy mom. Crazy brothers, <laughs> crazy dad, crazy veins. <laughs> What about Arnold? Arnold came from nothing until the Germans took over Poland. What about Dolph? Dolph came from... Oh, Dolph's smart. He's really fucking smart. He's a fucking genius. He took Einstein's theory of relativity and made it better. What a (laughs) stupid scene that was. God, that second one. How people think that the second Expendables was good. Fuck a duck. (laughs) I'm so dumb. That was Stallone's dumb humor all over it. Totally. All right. I'll be back. Last feed sack. Here we go. You're always back. I'll be back. <laughs> Let me get my tag. Let me apologize for not sending any feedback to you guys last week, you know? But I wanted all my millions of fans to listen to your show. Brilliant. Fucking listen to your reviews. <laughs> Paradise Alley. The greatest action movie of all time, you know, and just fucking soak that, let that soak in into uh, that skin, you know, and just fucking let it rest there without me, like, giving it any, like, extra boost, you know, because I knew you guys would fucking give it a good fucking good, oh, you know, and yeah, literally, I know, it, you know, you fucking lowered your rating, Mark, into out of five, you know, yep, that, yep. that must be a really good mood. You don't even need to fucking go up to ten, you know. It's so good that you get lower and lower. That's fucking great. You know, I'm bumped by that. You know, that's fucking the sign of a great movie, you know. And, you know, it's a movie that I wrote, fucking wrote and directed, you know. It's not, I even sang the theme to you, you know. You fucking played my song at the start. That was great. What a great <laughs> intro, you know. Yeah. You should, Fucking have my song at the start of your podcast every fucking week. I mean, you know? yeah. People will fucking love that shit, you know? I know they will. I love that shit. Why wouldn't they, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, good times. Anyway, you know, fucking some stories about Paradise Alley, you know? Fucking, you're talking about the, the singing guy, Tom Waits, you know? He should have sang my song. No. <laughs> no, there's no way anybody could have sung that song as great as me, you know? But, you know, interesting story about that guy, you know. I had a list of all these fucking guys to, to put in my movie, you know. And so I see this guy's name. It's sort of his weights. You know, I love working out. I love big muscles and all that shit, you know. I'm like, this guy, his fucking name is weights. He's going to be ripped. He's going to be pumped. Get, let's fucking get this guy in, you know. He came in. He's like some skinny guy. What? It's fucking crazy, you know, what a contradiction, you know, his name's Waits, he's fucking all skinny, you know, I showed him how to work out, he didn't really like it though, you know, <laughs> each to his own, I guess, but you know, 
He had potential to gain good muscle mass and get big, you know? It's a shame, you know? I just see wasted potential there, you know? Yeah, so yeah, your review is fucking great. I loved it, you know? And yeah, Thanks, I Lyle. didn't wrestle, you know? I didn't want to take this ball out, you know? I didn't want to outshine any of these other fucking people, you know, doing the wrestling yeah. shit, you know? Sly like never I wants did to take Rocky, you know? I'm fucking... I could have been a heavyweight champion boxer easily, you know? Like, the fucking wrestling, I could do that all fucking easily, you know? But, you know, I thought I'd give these other guys a chance, you know? That's what happened there, you know? But it's still a great move, you know? You, you see me fucking being like wheeler-dealer guy, you know? I'm fucking, you know, joking. That's, you know, you get a good insight into my character's life. You know, I'm a, I'm a likable guy. I'm joking, you know, and all that shit. And I got my brother, you know? <laughs> that's how it works. They wear the cap, you know? It's, you know, it's just life. That's what it was like back then, you know? Back when I fucking invented wrestling, you know? Because before me, the fucking, there was no wrestling, you know? So I fucking made this film about how fucking my... Man, invented it, you know? There's all that shit, you know? I think and so. I fucking, think he's right. You know what? Things were bad, you know? The fucking... He came along, he saw my movie, and he fucking thought, I need a piece of action, you know? So he created <laughs> a character Hulk Hogan based on fucking me and that film if I had been a wrestler. <laughs> the rest is history, you know? It's all good. It sounds legit. It all came around, because, you know, fucking... I put Hulk Hogan in Thunderlips and fucking Rocky Free, and again, I reinvented wrestling into a new fucking stratosphere. So that's, uh, you know, that's that's my connection to wrestling. You know, I hope you guys fucking, you know, enjoy that movie, and I'm sure you'll watch it again. I know you will. You loved it. You, you couldn't stop talking about it. But yeah, good times, people. Good times. Uh. Thank you, Sly. Yay, Sly. You can always send us feed sack just like that to 206-339. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, 206-339-1600. Or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and send us, you know what? Send us karaoke to those same things. Um Uh, find us, uh, find our show on iTunes and Stitcher and SilvaandGold.com. And uh, was there another place for feedback? And join our Facebook group, Facebook.com/groups/SilvaandGold. Slash. I, f- I think I figured out the secret. To get people to talk on there, you need to either need to post something about religion, you need to post something about a stupid animal movie, or <laughs> you need to argue with Bad James about uh, a science fiction movie. That's that's the way to get a conversation started on our group. Nothing well, else. What else is there to talk about? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of nothing, I think I'm going to go watch the end of WrestleMania. I have the WWE What's Network. I have th- WrestleMania 30. It's on right now. Live? Yes. I get it. I get it as part of the part of the WWE Network. I'm going to go watch Daniel Bryan change the world. Is he going to is he going to win this time or is he just going to fucking keep uh Well, okay. So the, the the it's the the last match of the night will be Randy Orton versus Batista versus either Triple H or Dr- Daniel Bryan whoever wins that match. That's so Daniel Bryan is pretty late. Wrestling, yeah. The, Daniel Bryan is wrestling Triple H which I think that match has already ended and the winner of that goes on to fight in the 
triple threat match at the end for the unified world title. So, how does Triple H keep getting? I mean, he must be really good if he keeps getting like on all these big matches. Yeah, they they he he, he he's still a competitor. He's he the game. Still, he is and uh, the king of kings and the cerebral assassin. So Justin posted this and the big video. nose husband of the fucking fat bitch wife of daughter of what's his face? She's not fat. She's an asshole. She is kind of an asshole. The um, no the uh, Justin posted this kind of like compilation video, Daniel Bryan WrestleMania video, and at, while watching that, I re- I totally think that him not getting the world title for so long is a total work now. Like at first, that was like, oh. eh, they're just making shitty decisions you or mean work. which. They still, I don't know. They still might not. Um, they still might have like not pulled the string on him quick enough. But with all the stuff that Triple H has said, all bunched into one, with like you know, you're not big enough, blah 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 blah. They're totally doing like making everybody just pissed off and yeah. Anyway, that's it. Oh, they don't, see, the shit like that doesn't happen in MMA because it's real. Yeah, no fight fixing there. No, I'm gonna break somebody's goddamn arm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so that was it. That's the big show, as they say on that other show. Um, next. Oh, shit. We didn't talk about what we're doing next week. Adios. Um, let's just fucking announce it on the group, because I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Will anybody see it on the group? No, probably not. We'll just do something. Listen to it. We're going <laughs> to review two <laughs> movies next week. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to be. Fuck, we forgot to choose. I'm going to go watch WrestleMania, and Zom's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Until then, this is Aloof. Adios. Oot. Oot.